It's great to have you with us from wherever you're tuning in from. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app. We hope this message inspires and helps you to take your next steps in your journey. Hey, good morning. Happy Father's Day to all of our biological and spiritual dads this morning. Great to have you here. Great place to be to celebrate Father's Day. It's also the first Sunday of the month. We like to shine a bit of a spotlight on what God's doing through our digital reach, our online experience, and also our podcast. Our podcast this last month, August, we had people listening from 15 different countries. And because I am spending quite a bit of time thinking about the FIBA Men's Basketball World Cup at the moment, which is being co-hosted by three Asian countries, quite a feat in and of itself, one of which is the Philippines, Luz, I know you know that. Uh, let's celebrate the people joining us from Asia, which included people from Hong Kong, people from Japan, also co-hosting the basketball, people from Singapore who had their presidential elections on Friday. It doesn't quite get the same hoopla as the presidential elections in one particular other country. Uh, and India. So how about we welcome everyone joining us on our podcast today. Now, part of our home entertainment setup is a fetch box. Now, without getting into too much detail about that, it, it, it aggregates uh, feeds from various channels and so on and so forth from around the world. I primarily got it so that I could watch NFL. NFL season begins in one week. If you need me, that's where I'll be. However, whilst I'm watching NFL on ESPN, uh, I'm being fed commercials from other channels on said fetch box, many of which I have zero interest in. And in fact, some of them I make a point of never even thinking about them. Well, here's why. One of them is uh, advertising a show to me whilst I'm trying to watch the NFL uh, called Sister Wives. I'm not going to ask if you've seen it. I hope to God you haven't. If you haven't, bless yourself by keeping it that way. Sister Wives. Now, I've never watched it. But it doesn't seem to take much brain space to figure out what the show is all about. Seems to me, based purely on the commercials, that the show is about one guy who has a fleet of women, none of whom he's legally married to, but they're all sort of in, in, a, in, a, in a de facto relationship, but like there's a lot of them. And they all live under one house. And, and this is not gonna shock you. The emphasis of the ads... almost exclusively focuses on various sister wives trying to dunk on other sister wives or trying to dunk on the dude because they're not getting equal attention. Wow, how shocking is that? Of course they're not because God didn't wire us that way. He wired us to be fully devoted to one other, there's also a equivalent of sister husbands, which I also haven't watched. Anyway, hold that thought if you dare. If you've got your smartphone camera, don't look up sister wives, look up this, scan this. It's gonna take you to 1 Kings chapter 18. 
And uh, while you're doing that, let me just catch you up. So we launched this series last week while you're scanning, trying to do both, multitask. We launched this series last week called The World Spins Madly On, Volume 1. Why? Because the world spins madly on. That's why shows like Sister Wives can actually get produced. Uh, and uh, last week we launched this idea that whilst the world spins madly on as Jesus followers, we're not called to simply hold the line, but actually to play our part in trying to turn the tide, especially in our spheres, which we might call our world. And so we're looking at lessons from a guy, a prophet, which a prophet's like a spokesperson for God, uh, like God's press secretary kind of thing, but plus plus, um, named Elijah. Okay, now Elijah entered the pages of history after the nation of Israel had been under 19 consecutive kings over a 200 year period. And not just consecutive kings, but evil kings culminating with the 19th, a guy named King Ahab, who was actually the worst of the worst. Like things just got more and more evil as they went on. And here we enter Elijah, who actually got up in King Ahab's business, confronted him on God's behalf and actually said to King Ahab, you think that the God you worship is a guy named Baal controls the rain. Uh, let me just tell you what's about to happen. My God, the God of Israel, who by the way, the nation used to worship, He's gonna turn off the tap just so you know who really is the boss of this situation. And so over the next few years, progressively, the nation of Israel started to move into an economic shutdown. Now, right at this moment, after uh, Elijah had confronted King Ahab, God said to him, get out of there. Okay. And he took him to a place of obscurity where he actually took him through a preparation season. So it seemed that Elijah already had a good level of faith and courage. He would have needed it to go and confront the king. And yet God wanted to do more in him so that he could ultimately do more through him. And that's really this idea behind a preparation season, some of which happens in obscurity, some of which we don't even know why. Like God, why have, why? Listen, lean in, try to understand as much as you can. That's okay, ask God questions. He's got big boy pants on, but you won't always know until the next season opens up. And you'd be like, oh, okay. Sometimes you won't, but you might. All right, now. Chapter 18, you can read verses 1 to 16 for yourself. Encourage you to do that uh, another time, maybe this afternoon. But one of the things that happened after Elijah had confronted Ahab and God said, get out of there, is, is Ahab, now that he's, he's the king and the, and the economy is starting to shut down, you're not gonna be surprised to learn that King Ahab put a bounty on Elijah's head. And even while that bounty was still in play, God told Elijah to go back to where King Ahab was. Come out of hiding, been hiding for several years, put yourself back in harm's way. And then this happened. The moment Ahab saw Elijah, he said, ah, so it's you, old troublemaker. And Elijah said, it's not I who caused trouble in Israel. But you and your government, you've dumped God's ways and commands and run off after the local gods, the Baals. Now, I'm gonna get into that, but let me just double click on something. I just want, this response by Ahab, in case you missed it, that's pride 
in action. <laughs> I'll give you the 25 words or less idea. Pride is rooted in insecurity. So when people start acting out of pride, they're actually acting pride because they don't admit that they've ever done anything wrong because it plays to their insecurity. Like makes them feel a bit worse about themselves and they wouldn't want to look worse in your eyes. So a classic play of someone who's living out of pride and insecurity is to blame everyone and everyone else for the stuff that they've caused. There you go. It's a bit of bonus content today. You can drop an extra 20 in the offering bucket and uh, it'll go towards my um, Paris 2024 trip. Elijah used some very interesting words, the local gods. In other words, the, the ones that you created. <laughs> and it's small g. Like that's where you've moved your focus and your worship towards. In local gods, is some other translations is translated idols. Now an idol, very simple definition, is anything or anyone that you or I put in place above the one true God, right? And by that definition, even good things can become idols. And I'm about to rattle off a list. And actually in and of themselves, you're gonna read them. Most of them are actually good things. The problem isn't them. The problem is if they become elevated above God in our hearts, in our lives, in our priorities, and so on. And back here in this time and in this culture, worshipping the local gods, the Baals, was not only socially acceptable, it was actually encouraged. And so a lot of the idols that people elevate above the one true God today are also, they're different, unless you've got a bit of Baal worship going on, well then let's throw that in the mix for you, but most people don't. But we have other idols that are also very socially acceptable and some of them are very highly encouraged. And that's why it's so easy to make them idols because we're being championed to do it. And, and, and we say, well, everyone else is doing it. And, and we normalise this. And, and, they'd, and they'd spent 200 years normalising worshipping these idols. And, and, and God, because He loves us, He actually wants to get our attention and stage an intervention and say, this is getting more of your attention than it ought to. So let's recalibrate priorities, huh? Today we have different idols. And before I go through just a few examples, if you're not sure if you have any idols, just give me your, I don't know, last 12 months of your bank account statements. And keep like a bit of a sort of an hourly kind of TikTok diary. Uh, probably I'm, I'm only gonna need three months and give me those. And I'll be able to read your bank statements and look at what you've spent your time on and pretty accurately, <laughs> I'll be able to hypothesize whether or not. Okay, I know you're not gonna do that, but do it for yourself. So here's an example, money and stuff. Socially acceptable, strongly encouraged. Spend more than you earn, get yourself enslaved to consumer debt, confuse wants with needs. That's what somebody who has money and stuff as an idol might be inclined to do. 
Comfort. Hello. See, again, these are good things. I like comfort. But comfort is such a priority in our culture. It, it, it's lent itself to people saying, if it gets too hard, I'm just going to quit. If I think this is going to be inconvenient, I'm not even going to stop. Just not going to do it. And guess what? You miss out on opportunities to create resilience. Because resilience is only created by having some force pushed against you and you developing the internal and then ultimately the external fortitude to not only be stronger than the thing, but ultimately be stronger than you were before you experienced the discomfort. Status. Hello. Clothing labels matter. I'm wearing some of the finest. Yes, the Elevate Church merch label. So what are you wearing? I'm wearing Elevate. Ooh. Car brand matters. So people spend like significant amounts on a car brand that gets them from A to B, just like the one they already have. Postcode matters. Those of you over 40, let's go down a trip down memory lane, shall we? A number of years ago, there was a thing called Boxing Day sales. Now, I know they still are a thing, but it was a thing thing a number of years ago. Meyer, one of our department stores here in Perth, would open their doors at 9am on Boxing Day. And they would have advertised some irresponsibly cheap promotions to get people in the door. Fridges at like giveaway prices and TVs, you know, massive TVs like this big uh, at like crazy prices. And people would sleep out overnight to be at the front and, and, and it made the news. And the news would be there and they'd get there early, the news, and they would interview the people that are at the front of the line. Oh, tell us, you tell us. Yeah. And, then, and then it culminated in the, the, the metal security screen doors going up and people doing commando roles under because the, the just wait, like, as soon as it's this, commando rolls under and then full on like Usain Bolt for the TV section. I remember watching said news coverage Mm, probably about 20 years ago. And uh, they interviewed the guy, the, this guy that, who's at the front of the queue, the front of the queue. And I'm like, hey, I know you. And it's a guy that I, I'm like, wow. And, and, uh, and now, so, uh, so uh, what are you here for? And he's like, oh, I'm here for the TV. You know, it's so great. And uh, you slept out last night? Yes, yes, slept out overnight. Okay, so where, where are you from? And and he said to the camera, he quoted a suburb that is one of the most prestigious suburbs in the Perth metropolitan area. Problem is, I know where him and his family actually lived. And I'm not going to say it, but let me assure you, it was not one of Perth's most prestigious suburbs. Now, Back in the days of worshipping God, the Baals, they would carve out Baals. It, like it was like a cow, like a bull. Like that was kind of their thing. And you can even st still see relics that have been dug up in, 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 and uh, put in museums. Um, of course, today we don't worship physical objects. Um, so 
Because I would show you some pictures of the bales, like the physical things that they've pulled up and dug up. And you go, really? Some, like, it's, like it's pottery. And like, it looks like the pottery that your kids bring home from school. And you go, oh, that's lovely. That's going straight to the pool room. And, uh, <clears throat> but I didn't show that because it's not relevant today because we don't, we don't worship like physical objects anymore. Uh, carry them around with us and look at them and love them and give them our time and devotion and attention and stroke and caress them and keep them, keep them by our bedside. Night, night, sweetheart, see you in the morning. Take them, take them to the toilet with us because, you know, because, you know, like a puppy knocking at the door outside, like, oh, that just seems like cruel to me. You know, it could be hobbies, like hobbies could actually become an idol for you. And here's one, I've saved the best for last, your kids. Now I don't give parenting advice, so this is not parenting advice, this is leadership observation. This is me, three decades of church leadership. What I've seen, one thing that I've seen is when a parents put their sort of kids' activities and interests and outings and sporting or whatever, like on sort of equal footing with being invested and committed to their local church, and I'm saying equal footing at best, sister wives. Um, what I've seen, again, this is observation, not criticism. It's for you to make up your own mind about this. But what I've seen is it, it's demonstrated to Junior that being involved and invested in your local church is optional. And what I've seen after 30 years of watching this is that when Junior gets to the age where he or she can make up their own mind because they have a license and a vehicle, what was optional for them growing up is not even an option anymore. Like literally, it's been phased out of a generation. It's just an observation. And then I've, on the flip side, seen parents that have said to Junior, we live by the creed as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And it still doesn't guarantee things won't get diluted in the next generation because it just doesn't. So I'm not gonna pretend that it does. But I've seen that it is less, far less likely to happen. I know, it takes the oxygen out of the room. because But all of these take the opposite because they're popular, they're encouraged, they're socially acceptable. Everyone's doing it. But here's the big idea today. False gods promise what only the true God provides. And so we chase after the idols, but on the inside, what we're actually looking for is something that God Himself promises. Purpose, fulfilment, joy. Now, the, the reality is that the Israelites hadn't stopped believing in the one true God, but they just they didn't ditched Him. They just bumped Him down the list from number one, just down, 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 down. And it's a reminder that God's call to us isn't just to believe in Him, it's to worship Him. It's to serve Him. It's to prioritise Him. It's to be devoted to Him. It's to put Him number one and keep Him number one and don't treat Him like a sister wife. Best metaphor ever. Don't watch the show. Worst show ever. Here's what I want you to do. This is Elijah 
speaking to the king again, assemble everyone in Israel at Mount Carmel and make sure that the special pets of Jezebel, that was his wife, the 450 prophets of the local gods, the Baals, and 400 prophets of the whore goddess Asherah, sort of Baal's wife, it's kind of weird, are there. So Ahab summoned everyone in Israel, particularly the prophets to Mount Carmel. Elijah challenged the people. How long are you going to sit on the fence? If God is the real God, follow Him. If it's Baal, follow Him. Make up your minds. So, because I'm a genius, I've translated this into 2023 language. Let me show you how it translates. How long are you gonna sit on the fence? If God is the real God, follow Him. If it's, insert something that pinged you when I was walking through some examples of what could become an idol or may have become an idol. Follow Him, follow that. But make up your minds. If it's money and stuff, follow them. Go all in second mortgage on the property so you can go to Rick Hart and get the best and latest European appliances and put four ovens up on your wall just like they do on the block even though you cook everything in the microwave. But when your friends come over, they're gonna be like, oh my gosh, four ovens! You've still got the stickers on them. They've still got the plastic wrap on the inside because you haven't even switched them on. Mm. Look, here's what, go all in, move everything from your Amazon wish list and go and put it in your checkout and then just check out. So, but I can't afford it. Get another credit card. Just go all in. If it's your hobbies, I should not, on the, on the money thing, don't ever give. Because that goes against giving some of your God away. Who would do that? All right. If it's your hobbies, if it's your hobbies, make sure that when I walk into your house, I think to myself, this person is a freak, absolute freak. It could be a Dockers freak. They could be an Eagles freak. They could be a, but, but make it obvious. They could be a, 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 a knickknacks and doodads and, and have, have like a, not a craft drawer, a craft room. Yes. In fact, we built a granny flat, but it's not a granny flat. It's a craft flat. In fact, I've moved my bed in there. I haven't seen my husband for four years. It's it's bliss. Too much? Hmm. Well, then you're really going to love this one. If it's your kids, make sure you teach them that the most important things are academic achievements, sporting achievements, other friends' birthday parties, and outings. Again, nothing evil about any of them. But here's what, here's what you need to understand. When they meet Jesus face to face, He's not going to give them a spelling bee. He's going to ask them, did you do with your life what I asked you to do with what I'd entrusted to you? It's the same question He's going to ask you and me. 
if any of this is kind of hitting hard, it's not guilt. I want you to know that much. Guilt is not from God. Guilt is from the devil. Okay? But it could be conviction. And conviction is God's way of sending His Holy Spirit to say, Hello? Are you paying attention? I'm trying to stage an intervention here because something needs some course correction. Don't ignore that. Don't say, don't, don't like, you know, when people drop in unexpectedly at your actual house and you, and you, and you literally commando roll over the back of your couch, throw the remote control at your TV, hoping it switches off and tell your kids, shut up kids. Someone wants to come and see us unannounced. If that's, if that's you with people, fine, but with the Holy Spirit, let Him in. To have your way. What do I need to do and help me do it? Because He always wants to lead you to better. So, this isn't the only time when, when, when God starts hitting hard that that happened because Elijah is speaking on God's behalf and he's hitting hard. They've got all the people there. They've got all the 850 prophets there and, and he gets to them and says, make up your minds, no more sitting on the fence. And, 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 and this is the response. No surprise. Nobody said a word. Nobody made a move. Just like it is right here, right now. That is because they were experiencing some conviction. So Elijah wanted to prove to them that the false gods promise what only the true God provides. So he said, look, I'm the only prophet of God left in Israel. They'd murdered all the rest. Great, like, where do I sign up for that job? And there are 450 prophets of Baal. Let the Baal prophets bring up two oxen. Let them pick one, butcher it, and lay it out on an altar of firewood, but don't ignite it. And I'll take the other one and cut it up and lay it on the wood, but neither will I light the fire. And then you pray to your gods and I'll pray to God. The God who answers with fire will prove to be in fact God. The prophets of Baal would have been licking their lips right now because they actually thought that Baal controlled the skies, included the sun. So yeah, you want some some fire? You want a fire to start? Great, we've got Baal. He's gonna be like, like a DC comic kind of thing. So they took the ox they'd given them, prepared it for the altar, then prayed to Baal. They prayed all morning long, oh, Baal, answer us. But nothing happened, not so much as a whisper of breeze. While desperate, they jumped and stomped on the altar they'd made. By noon, (laughs) Elijah, sitting near back on a banana lounge with a drink, with a little fancy umbrella in it, started making fun of them, taunting, call a little louder. I mean, he's a God after all. Maybe he's off meditating somewhere or other. Or maybe he's gotten involved in a project. Or maybe he's on vacation. Uh, You don't suppose he's overslept, do you? And needs to be waked up. And uh, the prophets of Baal kept at this for several more hours and nothing happened. So Elijah's like, all right, fellas, time out. My turn. When it was time for the sacrifice to be offered, Elijah the prophet came up and prayed, O God of Abraham, Isaac and Israel, make it known right now that you are God in Israel, that I'm your servant and that I'm doing what I'm doing under your orders. Answer me, O God, O answer me and reveal to the people that you are God, the true God, and that you're giving these people another chance at Repentance. Often we quit on God before He quits on us. But anyway, I'll talk about that another time. 
Immediately the fire of God fell and burned up the offering. The wood, the stones, the dirt, even a water in the trench that Elijah had told them to make just to kind of up the stakes a bit. And all the people saw it happen and fell on their faces in awed worship saying, God is the true God. God is the true God. I mean, come on. Who would have loved to have been there? I mean, but, but being on Elijah, team Elijah, not because if you were on the other team, then you would have felt like a bit of a clown. I mean, come on. And, and if so, you know, it could be easy for us to say, well, you know, why doesn't God do that today? Because if He did, I mean, more people would believe, right? I mean, get your attention. You know, God is doing miracles every single day. He's doing miracles here in and through us every single day. We're seeing people healed from so-called minor afflictions to some seriously major conditions, like on the reg. I mean, you don't ever, you don't kind of walk this tightrope. You don't ever to be like, really? When God answers a prayer, really? As if like, didn't see that coming. Um, but then you never want to get like so blasé, like as if, you know, it's like, Really? That's so cool. And of course God did. Um, we're seeing people break free from, ha- from habits and even some generational stuff of anxiety and depression, things that they thought was normal. I'm always gonna be under this, never gonna be able to get free from this. We're seeing people experiencing God's miraculous provision. And I don't just mean financially, I mean all sorts of things. We're seeing God open up business and career opportunities. Some people getting out of something that, that was like, crushing their soul and being uh, positioned and released into a new opportunity that, and uh, so it's already happening. It's already happening in Perth as it is in heaven, on earth as it is in heaven. But look, if that doesn't spin your propellers and you like this sort of stuff, you know, a bit more kind of Hollywood level, 2000 years ago, uh, God's son abandoned heaven willingly and lived as a human and experienced everything that we experienced, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and then was brutally murdered on a cross. And then after three days, he rose again from the grave. And just like we've got eyewitness accounts recording this stuff happening on Mount Carmel, we've got eyewitness accounts of a risen Jesus walking around cooking breakfast for people. I don't, I can't think of, I mean, predicting your own death and resurrection and then pulling it off. I mean, this, that makes this look like sort of Sesame Street stuff. Impressive, but so understand, we are not called to simply hold the line. God's putting us in positions and places and relationships, growing our capacity, growing our spheres of influence to turn the tide. People that think things are normal and we can show them better. Not that we're better, but that God and God's ways are better. People that have given up hope and think, and think that just, I just have to kind of become better at coping. It's like, not, no, you don't. I mean, it's great that you're staying strong, but let, let me pray for you. Let me tell you about 
So this, this, is, this is this series. This is us being reminded. You know, I mean, Elijah, hello. <laughs> He's a heavyweight. <clears throat> Next week, we're going to continue uh, and we're going to be talking about Elijah's prayer life. So it'll be fun. See you then. We really hope you got a lot out of this message. If you live in the Perth area, we'd love for you to join one of our live experiences. For times and directions, as well as information, head to our website, elevatechurch.me. For those of you beyond the Perth area, we'd love for you to connect with our online experience, which premieres every Sunday via YouTube and Facebook Live and on demand immediately after. And to partner with us to reach more people by giving financially, head to our website, elevatechurch.me and also download our Elevate Church AU app.